To the program that keeps me alive, it is the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. It's also online for you at WRQK.com. And we will be passing out $1,000 every single hour during the program. Ten after each hour, you get a keyword, you text it in, and then you get shopping money for the holiday season. It's 1000 bucks, basically bribing you to listen a little bit longer. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we have a concert announcement to make for the Hard Rock Roxino. And then we will pass out a pair of tickets to said show after 9 o'clock. This is one of those moments in time where it's online, but I'm not allowed to tell you. You read your emails. I'm glad to I see did. that, buddy. I did. It's online, but I, but the DJ shall never tell you what it is. Even though the band put out the tour schedule six months ago, I shall never tell you what the hell it is. But we will tell you at 9 o'clock. Also get you tickets for that show. Joined every single morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? A little less able-bodied than normal, buddy. Yeah, I saw some ice on the ankle. A little I, uh, less able-bodied than normal. So you had some Ohio Championship wrestling stuff happen over the weekend. So did you, I mean, are you physically, are you injured? Indeed we did. Ohio Championship wrestling, Bass, Bash at the Babe 2. Shout out to everybody who Two. came. Uh, the Sandsbury Show, 20 million represented strong. We raised a ton of food, which was awesome. That for is Star awesome. County Hunger Task Force. Um, but you know, things got physical in the ring, man. And I, uh, I was assaulted from behind by Agent Orange Juice Jennings. And I just think it's fair to say at this point, dude, I'm not a pro wrestler. Like I know I like to pretend like it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go OCW and blah 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 blah. Um, I'll. Juice Jennings is not a pro wrestler. Well, Juice <laughs> Jennings kicked my ass, dude. He kicked my ass. Um, he also won the OCW Heavyweight Championship, which oh, I'm not yeah. exactly thrilled about right there. But it's uh, it's the truth, and it's the way things are. And, uh, yeah, your boy had ice on his ankle all day yesterday, man. So, so uh, wrestling is what I want to talk to you about, actually. Because, okay. dude, why is Razor Ramon all over the internet right now? I was a little con- confused about that as well. Like, like, did he die? No, he's still alive. Oh. I mean, he's one of those dude who walks the, line between, Ra- he walks the line between death and in life on a regular say, basis. How is Razor Ramon making news being alive? I I, I, I I do not know. This had something to do with uh with uh with with the Miami game, correct? It was something something to do with that. something about the Hurricanes. Is like he from there? Did he play at Miami? Like I don't know. I don't I, know what the rules. Are. No, he did not play at Miami. Um, but I know Miami had the big uh what was it? The gold chain this weekend. Yeah, so the I think the turnover chain, which was awesome. That by the was way. awesome. The dude. turnover was chain awesome. was awesome. Like what a cool like what a cool thing to do there. So no, I don't know how Razor Ramon plays into it though. I've I, I no, I just kept seeing the photos, and I was like, "All right, well, maybe there must be something going on with the razor there." I'll find out from fans out of the morning. Speaking of which, actually coming up at nine thirty, yeah, one of the most famous wrestlers ever yeah. making a comeback to the ring. Okay, I like it. I can't believe it. Well, maybe I like it. I don't know. I given given the time and, and age we live in, I can't believe this guy's going to make his way back into the ring. Nine thirty, we'll give you that. Also, those tickets for that show, I'm not allowed to tell you about. All right, pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling. Lot, What's up with Sansbury? What's Dude, up, bro? honestly, man, I had a pretty good weekend. Friday night, I went up to Cleveland, hung out with some friends, okay. and uh, just you know, low key, you know, kind of particular, nah, just kind of like bonfire, just... cracking beers, just all hanging right, out, right? Okay, all right? And then, so I woke up early Saturday morning, came back home, and then I got invited. I was going to come to Bash at the Babe too. I was, I was actually going to do that. <laughs> he was actually going. I was, to do I was that. going okay. to do that. And I needed you there, dude. So I got get my back. And then the phone rings and it's my buddy HJ and yeah. he's like yo man it's my brother's birthday and the entire family's getting together and we're having dinner over at Bender's and my dad actually asked he was like well doesn't he live right there he's like why don't we just call him and make sure he's here and so what? then so then I go to dinner so sure enough so we go to Bender's which is fantastic swanky I mean I, like the, I'm not gonna tell you what the bill was but it came and the number got announced because there was two young kids at the table and they were like tell us what it is grandpa and like he then told them how much it was and I felt guilty I was really? like Oh, God. I mean, it was that much money. Like, all right, Phantom, I'll be honest with you. It was a two-week paycheck for you to buy dinner. For sure. 
Maybe more. Um, uh, let's be real about Benders. I mean, it's fine dining, like you said. So you and there was ten of us there. Right. Two bottles, two, three bottles of wine on the table. The I mean, there booze was and appetizers right. and entrees in. And don't get me wrong, fine dining meal can quickly. That's quickly just. Get I mean, dude, it was it was six appetizers. I mean, there was a right. lot of stuff on the table. Right. So I mean, why are these rich people inviting you to their family functions? <laughs> Tell me, I, so, how do I get involved? No, in it, it gets like better this. than that. It gets better. So that. So one of the kids, like. Uh, like the oldest brother, Jeff, has got two young boys. Right. And so they sat me next to them. I was like, the <laughs> I was between Jeff's wife and his kids, right? And so there I am. And the one said, who's like, why is he here? <laughs> like he tried to be quiet. <laughs> he tried to be quiet about it, but he wasn't quiet about it at all. And I'm sitting right next to him. So I was like, and I said to him, I was like, that's a good question. Why am I here? It's probably, the kids probably assume that this is like a, like a family, like Thanksgiving thing where it's like, guys, we've, you know, we've had a very blessed life and we have to. To help people who are less fortunate to us. That's why we bring a homeless person along on a meal every time that we go out to eat. It's so true. Yeah. And so, but then the, like, you know, his mom goes, because he's family. That's why. And I was just like, oh my God. So then we get the midway through dinner and they start talking about their Florida vacation. Right. Like they own, a, you know, some land in Florida and they, right. you know, they got a couple of places they stay down there and, you know, they're a big golf family. So obviously they're members of a couple of courses down there. And so they say to me, they're like, you know, we're going in February. You know, if you can get out on a Wednesday night, fly out Wednesday, we could have you back by Sunday. If you want to come down, spend a couple of days in Florida and, you know, play a bunch of golf with us down there. And I was like, well, we'll be out of the book by then. And yeah, if it's only going to cost you two days of vacation, vacation Thursday, flips Friday, over Wednesday, right? after I mean, the first of the year. I was like, man, I, I can't think of a better way to spend a couple of days off than in Florida in the middle of February playing some golf on some places I would never be able to afford all on my own. <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you, being adopted at forty one is not the worst. It's not, a, not a bad plan. It's, that it's you not, it's not the worst. Here, it was fantastic. I didn't realize this though, and I wish I would have brought the placeman home with me, but I didn't want to look even more poor than I already did. <laughs> It's very just folded up place, man. No, okay. but take it. It's pretty nice, right? I mean, I'll just set some okay. you know, water glasses down on it. But no, it's like they I didn't realize that Benders upstairs is where the meeting took place to form the NFL. I didn't know that. Um, I, downtown has a bunch of places because I thought it was a car dealership, but Benders does hold some sort of claim to it too. And like, well, did it start here or like? But yeah, I, probably I, a lot of meetings going there. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think I, I knew Benders was like, you know, number one, it's an old enough building to have been a part of that. And number two, I knew that it did have some part of in it, so you probably should have grabbed that uh, that placement there, buddy. Oh man, it, the, just let me just tell you, the Hoover strip steak at Benders is oh, the best thing I've eaten in Canton. Dude, the strip steak's so good too, man. Strips are on the top, the top of the list. Close. Oh. I don't know what the hell. They put something on top of it. Well, garlic butter or something? What is it? it, Honestly, I cannot ever. I've had that thing now like four times I've had the strip steak there. And I can't tell what it is. And normally it looks like something I would be like, dude, just scrape that off my steak yeah. and let me eat it. But I don't, I don't know what it is, but it is so good. A little crust of something there. Little, no, it's no, like, a, like a, it's like a, I don't want to, because when I tell you what I think it is, people are gonna be like, that doesn't sound good at all. I'm not eating that. Terrible. But it's like some kind of like gel or like something, a, like a glaze. Yeah, okay. it's okay. like uh, the word that kept coming up to mind when I don't even know if it's right was roulade. I'm like, oh, okay. maybe it's like one of those, <laughs> okay. right? Throw a fancy word out it there. Was, well, there, there I was, Colorado. <laughs> Benders, but yeah, no, that dude, that restaurant is really good. Then we okay. went over to uh, Fromino's or Fromino's. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Fromino's or Fromimos. I don't know. There we go. I, from, which one I and I've never been. I've walked by it a million times, right. never been. And so we went over there for you know a couple of glasses of wine after dinner. So of course I was like, all right, well I'll I'll pick this check up. Don't worry. Yeah, you have a thirty-seven dollar check. I got this one. one. You guys want some fries? I mean, you guys want some fries? I mean, I, 
We'll go to Buzzman, dude. It's cool. We'll get PBRs. Dude, we'll, uh, na- macho Nacho. I got you guys. You, you know what I mean? You want some of that? So, yeah, that was, that was my. Then yesterday, I didn't watch the Browns game because I'm a cord cutter. So I started paying attention to it via the, you know, the cell phone and right. Twitter and the like. And I feel bad for you Browns fans. I do. Like, I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. But I don't buy in. And, like, they were up 10 nothing, And everybody's like, oh, my God, we're going to win. I was like, guys, it's the first quarter, and you're playing Matt Stafford at home. He's the king of comeback victories against teams that are sub-500. As a matter of fact, there's a guy that works on Fox Sports, Rob, and I forget his last Rob Parker, yeah. who's from Detroit, who always calls him Stat Padford. Because he's like, you look at Matt Stafford's stat sheet, and you go, oh my god, this guy's amazing. But when you really look at the games, all he does is beat up on teams that can never win. And I don't know if that's true or not with Matt Stafford, but long story short, it ended up being true yesterday against our Cleveland Browns. And I guess people are upset about the fact that they were running the ball with like what twenty seconds left to go, no timeouts. Oh, there was some bad. There was some bad clock management, and that is one of the complaints you can make about Hugh Jackson. I agreed. Um, I will say yesterday, even though the Browns lost by fourteen, um, it, for some reason or another, it did feel a little different at points of the game yesterday. I think that was probably the best game that Deshaun Kaiser's had as a, as a professional athlete. Well, I saw a lot of people walking away saying, say what you want, but Kaiser looked great today. And I was like, okay, well, if that's your... I didn't see it. Uh, great. Uh, he, dude, he, he looked... he looked Serviceable? Yeah, he looked, like, he looked like he was a competent NFL quarterback, which is, I guess, the great line for the uh, We've Browns. been waiting. I mean, so I have his numbers here. He was 21 out of 37 for 232 yards, a pick, and a touchdown. If you're a fantasy guy, he scored you 24 points, which sounds like a lot. I don't know fantasy football all that well. I really don't. Okay. I mean, dude, a rookie's going to throw. I mean, dude, everybody right, throws right, picks. Right, 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 right. So and you're going to throw some picks. I mean, 232 yards in the air, 21 completions, and yeah, a TD? Y- yesterday, to me, it felt like there were decisions being made by Deshaun Kaiser that weren't necessarily you're incapable of doing the job. It was more like you just haven't done the job enough. Enough. You okay. know what I mean? So, well, that's a, I mean, that's true. And, you know, I, you're right. I don't think at any point yesterday did I really feel like, dude, the Browns are about to pull this off. But there was a little bit of like, all right, that's something worth building on. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what Scott from Winnie for next year thinks of yesterday's, you know, 14-point shellacking. Yeah, I mean, dude. The Lions scored 14 in the second and the fourth unanswered. You're not going to win games like that. No. You're just not going to win games like that. It will be interesting to talk to Scott coming up at 8 o'clock on his opinion on that. We have $1,000 up for grabs every single hour. Your first shot is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sands Show. Rock 1069. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we're going to... Uh, let you in on a concert announcement coming to the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. Not allowed to tell you before 9 o'clock. I can tell you it's on a weekend, so I'll probably go because, well, their song Change was one of, is a song I absolutely love. If you're a fan, you know who that is. So I pulled up some, um, some Brown's Twitter tweets from yesterday. Ready for some Tony Rizzo? Okay. Ready for Rizzo? I will run you over. Brown's up 10. I'm back on Twitter. Let's go, guys. Get that W. Positive stuff only today, Browns Nation. Hashtag Browns. Okay. That was yesterday at 1.29 p.m. Okay. 2.41 p.m. Simply, I'm done. (laughs) 
the goddamn Browns, dude. Which, by the way, the Niners won yesterday, yeah. beat the Giants, so yeah. now they have one win. We have none, which I would imagine then means what our draft position's even better now. Well, yeah, I mean, there. If if the season were to end today, you know, the Browns will be taking the first pick. I'm a little bit surprised. Um, I thought yesterday at some point the Lions were just going to give up because they wanted to hold their perfect 0-16 season intact in, in there, essentially. So I thought there was going to be a point where Detroit was just going to be like, yeah, screw it, dude, who cares? You know? Oh, I never even thought of that. But, you know, but unfortunately it did not turn out that way. I still stand firm, though. Browns backwards their way into a win before the end of the season. I think that happens. Hard to argue. I mean, it, it is hard to go winless. I mean, it, 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 just, yeah. it just is. When I saw, I mean, they were up 10 yesterday. Like I said, I wasn't watching it, but I was... You know, staying, I have a, like a sports app I have on my phone. It gives me like real live stuff that happens. And I was, and I just thought to myself, like, guys, they're up 10 in the first quarter. There's no way they win this game. And sure enough, they ended up like screwing it up in the end. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. Get his take on that. So already on the radio, I'm sure on television too. I just, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, uh, being a cord cutter. I, um, you're already starting to hear about Black Friday, right? Black Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday. Right. Give us all your money. Be part of this American machine. Just right. go to work just to buy cool things. Like, you're already starting to, you know, see those and hear those. As a matter of fact, I heard a few this morning on the radio, and absolutely, we love them, obviously, but it is part of, like, this time of the year where it's like, get out, get your shopping done, and, you know what I mean, let's, let's you know, help the economy. Yeah, I mean, it's the highest level of consumption over the course of the year. So, yeah, it's good for advertisers. It should be good for manufacturers. It should be good for retail. Like, I mean, it should, it should, be, it should be a thing that's celebrated. should be an uptick right? for everybody. Right. right. There you are. You're out shopping all day. Got to buy lunch. Got to buy, you know what I mean? Everybody kind of wins on Black Friday and this stuff, right? And you normally hear people, especially on social media, kind of bitch about the, these kinds of things, and like they use it to be like super annoying about the, their annoyance with America. Man, look at America, capitalistic America, America, right? Well, it turns out China has one of these, and it's bigger than America's. So dial it down. The biggest shopping day on the planet, they claim, has raked in $25.5 billion dollars. It's China's Singles Day. They soared past $18 billion just after 13 hours. They eclipsed the $17.8 billion that it managed in the full 24 hours last year. Singles Day, they say, is online shopping in China, has for years, I didn't know about this, racked up more sales than Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. Earlier in the day, they say that online shoppers spend... One billion Fantone in two minutes. Wow. Online. Wow. As the clock struck midnight in Shanghai, the final to- uh, tally rang in at just over $25 million. $25,390,000, essentially. About a 40% increase over last year's record setting sales total. Singles Day, if you're curious, started out as an informal holiday in China. It's basically celebrating single people on a day that epitomizes you not being like paired off with somebody else. Okay, well there there you go. People who cry on Valentine's Day, where it's like, oh, where's my Singles Day? Fair uh, point. Fair point. They turned it into a festival of discount deals. They say in 2009, they um, they now use the massive event to lure international companies into its platforms. More than 40 percent of the brands Phantom that were sold in China's like Singles Day, right, came from outside of China. Okay. 
And while Singles Day still mostly targets Chinese consumers, they say it is increasingly spreading into other countries, experts say. And I would imagine that America is going to wrap their arms around this. Oh, it's not too far off at all. You can call it Singles Day or Treat Yourself Day or whatever kind of day you want it. But if you tell America, like, hey, today's all about you and you deserve something. You deserve a pat on the back and a new toy? (laughs) Yes, 100%. Yeah, do you know what? I do deserve that. I uh, I mean, sure, I guess I do. (laughs) I guess. No, yeah, I, um, I, I, I really wouldn't. Um, I don't know if I deserve extra toys because I'm because I'm not paired because, off. I mean, because isn't I, I? And I guess really what you're going to get into there is like, well, then isn't every day kind of Singles Day for you just by being out there? I mean, like you let's now not every single person lives the way I do. No, okay, they do not. But if you look at my life, it's a birthday every single day. I wake up, I go to a job I absolutely love. Like I woke up today, I was laying in bed, I was like, oh, I don't want to go. And you know what got me out of bed was like, well, dude, if you don't go. Think about the job you're going to have to work next yeah, month. And yeah. I was, next thing you know, feet on the floor, dressed, okay. drove in here, was like in a good mood, like let's go to work, right? But like I kind of live and breathe, and I'm selfish. Like I am a selfish person. I hate to admit that about myself, but I'm honest, and that's the truth. I am selfish. I like my time to be about me. Um, but like, so I don't. I'm not sure I need a single. If if I want something, I'm going to go to Belden today and buy it. I'm not sure I need another reason. But I know America, and if you tell Americans that there's a day every year where you're supposed to splurge on yourself, because that's what would happen. Is they'll wake up and go, well, I really shouldn't. My credit card's kind of maxed out, and you'd be like, but it's single day. Single's day. I mean, what am I supposed to do? I, I'm just telling you, dude, if you put that in the middle of the summer away from the holiday season, I think this would be a huge smash hit in the United States of America because, well, we just like toys. We just like stuff. That's just who we are. Um, a technology company is is now making a claim that they are going to make high school football even – they're, they're, look, we're going to make high school football safe, and apparently they're able to do it for 100 bucks a kid. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Get your keyword at 710 for you to score yourself $1,000. Give you a little black, uh, black Friday money. Actually, before the break, we were talking about Singles Day, which is like the Black Friday for China. Yeah. And it like... It made more money than like our Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. A lot of people are hitting me up saying, well, you know, population. Okay, well, that's great. I, I, I still, we're always sold that Americans are the product-driven consumer base. Like, we're the ones that are constantly about, give us the new stuff. It's sold to us that the rest of the country or the rest of the world is, has got a, like a little bit better of a moral center than, than America does. That was kind of the point to tell you the story. But Greenpeace says the manufacturing, packaging, and shipping that is linked to the event in China produced 258,000 tons of carbon dioxide emissions last year. They say it will take about 2.6 billion trees to absorb it all. The environmental activist group estimates this year's shopping blitz is on track to make an even bigger carbon footprint. We never think about that kind of stuff when we're out there just buying stuff. No, I mean, we never think about that stuff at all because it's like, oh, my God, dude, TVs are $88. I'm about to buy one right now. Yeah. Uh, If nothing else, it just goes to show you. I mean, dude, China's an incredible economic power. I mean... Whether you want to talk about population or, 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 you know, how it's affecting the environment or whatever, dude. I mean, there's a lot of people over there and they're spending a lot of money. Yes, they are. So a Kirkland company has developed a piece of technology that they claim is going to make high school football players much more safe. 
That's good, dude. I mean, safety is a big concern when it comes to high school football. Yeah, we've seen a drop in, like, you know, in, in participation in youth football programs, and I would imagine it's because moms are hearing about the concussion issue. Well, I mean, and that's, I think, understandable. I mean, you don't want your kids with brain damage. I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not like, man, boy, you are just the softest person Soft. on the face of the planet. It's like, I don't know. I don't want my kids I don't to want have my kid brain in a wheelchair. damage. Um, and while we're talking high school football, quick shout out to the A. Maslin Tigers and B. The Dalton Bulldogs, the only yeah, two, Dal- the only two start carry start county area teams that are left in the playoffs i believe yeah i, uh, I heard about that saturday at dinner um the family i was with were all they're all from dalton all right. and so they're very very proud of that team right now understandably so so there's this this company's trying to prevent traumatic injuries in the future and athletic intelligence makes the vector mouth guard okay and what they claim here is hard hits fantone are detected by the mouth guard and then mapped and measured from there Information can be sent to a smartphone, allowing the medical staff and coaches to instantly know when an injury has happened. Okay. Okay. They say here, we know where the mouth guard is, and we are actually able to project back into 3D rendering of the head and tell exactly where those impacts happen in real life. Now, I guess that's not exactly, you know, avoiding the problem, but the sooner you can diagnose this and the sooner you can get, uh, you know, well, get it, them out of the game. They're claiming it will erase the question whether or not he should go right, back into the game. Right. They say here, with this information, armed and empowered with that, you can do your utmost to keep those players safe. They add that the data can help coaches better examine patterns of behavior, drills that might be leading to more injury, again, with the practicing. That, that's right. probably a good call there. And players who might be operating outside the norm. They say if we can save one kid from concussion, one child from secondary impact system and potentially death, we've done our job. I would agree there. right? They say they, um, more than 10,000 athletes are using this technology already. And they've already been able to put it in one local high school, and more schools are showing interest. And I would imagine that they would. So now I was like, all right, well, cost. Like, what's it going to cost me? Right, right. Because parents already pay for like I believe uniforms and stuff like that. And like it's a it's a pay for play system in most schools these days. Yeah, right? for most of them. Yeah, I mean some sort of associated cost there. So here I was thinking, all right, this is a mouth guard. We're giving to you know high school football players. Like this is it's going to be outrageously priced, right? Like there's no way we're going to be able to afford this. Right. And it turns out it's a hundred bucks per kid. For $100 per kid, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking a $100 bill out of my pocket and giving it to my son so he can For buy For your kid, yes. I wonder if there's going to be a level of... What I'm saying is I think that's what it's going to be. Well, is got... that you're going to end up having to pay for the mouth guard for your student to play football, and I think it makes all sense is in the world. Is that going to be like a required thing? Like, Is that going to be oh, like yeah. a... So like you have to use this for sure. specific mouth guard? I mean, guard. you have to use shoulder pads. Well, right, but you can... I mean, it's not like you have one like specific set of shoulder pads. I mean, you know, quarterbacks wear different ones than, than linebackers who wear you know team-to-team they're going to wear different stuff. Yes, but you're not allowed on the field without them. Um, but so at this point, you know, the argument of, well, if it saves one kid, I mean, if it costs my school $5,000 plus because you got 50 kids out there on the football team, somebody's going to make the argument, well, it's not worth that money. Well, it's not worth that investment. Well, that person's awful. And, <laughs> and, and I, this is one of those times where I'm perfectly okay passing the buck off to the parents. If it, look, I don't think you should have to pay for your kids to play sports in schools, but 
I live in the real world where that's going to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, that money's got to come from somewhere. Right. If, and, it's not, if it's not coming out of your pocket, it's coming out of my pocket. Right, exactly. And if it's not going to be taxes, if it's not going to be that, then if your kid wants to play, then we're past that point now. People pay to play. That's the way it is. It's never going back another way. In certain situations, I understand it does. In most cases, it's going to be this way. And so, therefore, dude, if it's another 100 bucks for your kid to play high school football, I think if, if you're a parent, you go, well, wait a minute, dude, this can like tell whether or not my kid has a concussion on the sideline. Yeah, that's worth $100 to me. I would... I honestly thought that thing was going to be 500 bucks and it was going to be like there's no way we can afford it for, you know, every high school football player, but for 100 bucks a kid, I mean, think about the things you waste $100 on every single week. My kid's safety is worth $100 to me every last time. We're going to get you hooked up with $1,000 actually. That's next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Show, Rock 1069. About 5 minutes away now, you will get you hooked up with $1,000. You get your next keyword around 710. So over the weekend, I saw something, and I, like the rest of you, thought for sure what I was reading was a parody Twitter account, because I saw the greatest tweet in the history of all man, and this is from the president, and I, again, I expected to wait like a day, day and a half to find out it wasn't him, or it was like a, a secret account took over his account, or he got act. but the president's tweet was, why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old, when I would never call him short and fat? Oh, well, I try so hard to be his friend, and maybe someday that will happen. That is the greatest tweet in the history of Twitter. I, I, I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin to create to craft a better tweet than that. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Honestly, here's the thing. This is going to sound crazy. Dude, the more he's doing this stuff, the more I'm starting to like it. I can't believe I'm saying that. But the more I'm hearing it, because again, what what we'll never discuss is what their leader said about Trump. He has said awful things. Like he has said things that if, if he had said them here in America, we would be doing what we're doing now, which is we'd be calling over them, talking about whether or not that's professional. And he has done that. And so eventually now what's going to happen is you will at some point react in kind. I don't know if everybody would, but Trump at some point will react in kind. And he has. And I can't believe it. But the more he does this, the more I'm starting to like it. I don't feel like it's un- like beneath the level or like the level of what the president. Yeah, should but be. we're past all that now. Like, dude, like, we're. All, I mean, we've seen it. He's never going to be presidential. Uh, uh, yeah. I I, mean, so waiting for it to happen is us being stupid. It's never going to happen. I mean, but still, like. Like, I understand that, like, yeah, it's funny, but, like, I don't know, I just, I, I feel like it's almost kind of sad where it's, like, if this is, if this is the, the, like, the level of what we expect out of presidents. I, I understand, and I agree with you, but this is where we are now. Like, as a matter of fact, before the show started, I asked Fantone, I said, is this where we're going to continue to go, or do we go back to real adults next time around? And I don't think we go back. This is, I mean, this is, this is the new world order now. And... I got to tell you, uh, out of all the non-presidential things he said, this isn't even close. Like, this doesn't even come close to the top of the list. I guess the problem is, is like... This is just of, funny. Well, there's plenty of other things to be said and like, well, was this appropriate or was it not? And But this is dealing with like a rogue nation, a nuclear rogue yeah, nation. Yeah, see, I don't worry about North Korea. Like, and Any again, reason why? Now, I just... here Here's the thing on this, and I may be making it way too simplistic, okay? And I will admit that. And maybe what is... And I... Not maybe... I would have to imagine what's going into this is my egotistical American thinking that no bad can ever fall into me. This country's done a fantastic job telling you how no matter what happens, you'll always be okay because you're an American, right? Okay. 
And I buy into that. But I don't believe North Korea is going to do anything. I don't. I think he's a miserable dude who wants to be paid attention to, and this is how he gets paid attention to. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if people are trying to destroy you, they don't tell you. Was he a Bond villain giving up his plan midway through the movie so James can foil it in the in the third act? I, I just don't buy it. Now, I said, again, maybe I'm making it too simplistic. But if somebody's trying to destroy you, they don't warn you. Right? That's just my guess. Um, I, I, I guess I'll take a point there, but at the same time, I mean, like... Now, could he be hot-headed the way our leader is and maybe yeah. just someday... Now, yes, I have to leave that open. But I don't worry about North Korea the way everybody else does. I just don't. I, I guess when I guess when you're the president of the United States of America, in my mind, it's like, where's the victory here? Like, what what did this cost versus what did this bring me? Well, what did it cost? Um, I mean, you're you're taunting a rogue nation. Like, you're at the very least bringing in the, the, the possibility of like, is this going is he, to be? Is, is he this- taunting him or is he reacting to something that that leader said? Because that's what he's doing. I mean, okay. Well, if you want to get into the well, he said it first. Well, I, I guess again, taunting me. Like you did nothing wrong, and I'm getting in your face over something. Uh, but okay, but I mean, like, all right. So I guess maybe the word taunting wasn't correct there. But he's at the very least like says into, he wants to be his friend. G- getting into petty arguments. I want to be your friend. You're, so you're getting into petty arguments with a rogue nuclear nation over Twitter. I, where's the victory in that? To me, I, I I don't see it. Well, the victory is I think in people like me who are like, dude, I gotta tell you, I'm starting to like it. I think that's where the victory is. The victory is in his people. His supporters. Now, I didn't vote for the president, and I'll be honest with you. If the election was again tonight, I probably don't vote for him now either. Okay? But I do think, I've said plenty of times, I think if the election was again tonight, he wins in a landslide again tonight. I, I know what the media tell. I know what the numbers say. I know the people polled think he's awful, and those were all the same people who were polled before this last election. I think he wins in a landslide tonight. But I think that's where the win is. And the win is most Americans are honestly, I bet, feel kind of like I do. Like, dude, that dude ain't going to do nothing. And at the end of the day, don't let him push you around. Don't let him talk trash on you and, 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 you know, not react. America likes a tough leader. I mean, that's what I think Obama was a pretty good president. I had my issues with him, but overall, I feel like he'll go down as a pretty good president. But there was the feeling that people could kind of push him around. I, that's probably not the reality, but the perception is reality. And the perception was is that he was kind of pushed around. And the American people will like a cowboy-type leader who's not going to be pushed around the board. They are. They're going to like it. As much as people tell you that they don't like it, and I told you before the election, you have liberal friends who come over to your house for dinner, tell you how liberal they are, and then go home and laugh at you on the way home and vote another way because they don't want to be persecuted in public over the fact that they're conservative. I told you that was a real base of people. I screamed it, that that was a real base of people. Everybody laughed at me, and sure enough, we ended up with this guy as the president. I dude, I, I said before he be, got elected, he's got a shot because he understands America better than you and I do, and he definitely understands it better than we understand him. I'm going to go to my grave saying it, because look how effing right I was. You have a shot at $1,000 every single hour on the program. The next one's right now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. I, uh, I just looked at the date, and I can't believe it's the 13th of November already. It's hard to believe, man. This year flew by for me. Might as well be next year at this point. We're six weeks out, you it know what I mean? flew by for me this year. They say that, you know, the older you get, the, the faster they go. And they were right, because I blinked and this year was over. Just circling the drain of death, dude. You're getting closer and closer and closer. It's like, well, 
Might as well just go down the hole. I mean, Thanksgiving's what? Oh, is it not this Thursday, but the following Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. The 23rd. Dear God. Yeah, time's flying by. Um, you know what that means? Is holiday music will be hitting the air soon. Oh, okay. So I, I asked the boss, I said, when are you doing that? Black Friday? And he was like, no, 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 no. He's like, we're starting earlier than that. I said, well, when, like, when are you doing it? I said, he, I won't spoil it. I won't tell everyone. I was going to say, did he give you the A-OK to say this? And he was like, well, we've been hitting around at it. He was like, so if you pay attention, he's like, people probably know. They can tell. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get mad or not, but I think Boy, it's a week from yeah. today. Okay. I think right. it's a week from today is when you start getting candy cane radio. Okay. On, on my 1017 there. Smart. They, you, knowing, I've worked in the radio business a long time, and the theory has usually been whoever flips first wins. Who's ever doing it the earliest normally wins. At the end of the day, I mean, like, you got to think these are very different audiences for different radio stations, and Christmas time is very important to people. You know what I'm saying? It is. Like, there's there's so many people who hold it on such a high pedestal that, of course, yeah, you're going to switch it up. Just like, you know, Walmart is like, you know, it's already got the 45 days till Christmas sign yeah. out because it creates that sense of urgency. Urgency. I better that, buy like, things. Right. Now yeah. is the time. I've only got so much time. I've got to take care of it now. So, no, makes all the sense in the world there. Smart. I, um, I'm a gift anxiety person. And when you're single, you don't really have that. Like, I, um, I'm one of those. I Like, I really like shopping for... Christmas presents. If I'm in a relationship, I uh, I just I'm not this year, and I don't really have a lot of shopping to do. I'm I'm going to Vegas for Christmas to see the family, and so like the adults in the family kind of view that as me buying them Christmas presents. Like you're coming home for this, right? So you know you know that's kind of that, and you know my niece is I don't know. God, I feel bad not knowing the exact age, but is she 12 maybe? And so like there's that, but I don't really have a whole lot of shopping to do. Right. So it it, I don't know. It kind of it kind of ruins the holiday mood a little bit. The They're gonna play this throughout the throughout the, the halls. Well, of this they better place. not. It says Christmas in it. They're, they're putting an entire radio station. In, it's in not the, okay. One hundred percent Christmas. Holly jolly the, holiday. The corporate the corporate the corporation obviously is okay with it, right? I well, I yeah, I'm being facetious oh. in the fact that there is no actual war on Christmas. How is it that the same people that are worried about a war on Christmas are the same people talking about how Target talks about Christmas too early? I was going to say, dude, I mean, it's one or the other right there where it's like, oh, my God, just let Thanksgiving have its day. And it's like, what does Thanksgiving need its day for? At the grocery store, sure, you're going to have, like, turkey sales and you're going to have, like, you know, like pumpkin pie sales. But what does Walmart care for? What does Target care for? How much longer do we have Thanksgiving? Uh, I mean, it'll always be there. Right? No, no, dude. What do you, are think, you, it's gonna, what do you think it's going to be? I mean, I, uh, dude, eventually people were going to. I mean, dude, like, Chief Wahoo's a, a t- you know topic of conversation for a real reason, right? Isn't somebody ultimately going to be like, dude, Thanksgiving is really not really the best thing to celebrate? That's going to be the are, next what war. The, what are the grounds? What are the argument there? That we committed genocide against a group of people and took their country over. So, so that it's 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 less about it's less about Turkey, more about Native Americans is the argument there. That's what the argument will okay. be. Okay. It's not my argument, but it, it that will be an argument. I can't believe that's still a thing. Like I can't believe for how often we like reexamine everything that happens in the world, and and like this always happens. We'll shut it. And I hate the well should it peoples because you're effing children. It's what will be. That's what you got to worry about. Shoulds are for kids. That's for fifth grade. That's n- no adult cares about what should happen. Adults care about what is happening and what will happen. 
But I'm telling you, I think there will be a war on that eventually at some point where somebody's like, I don't know if we should be celebrating this. And I think America might dig its heels in and you might end up fighting back on this one because this is uh, this is one of those situations where you get a day off of work and you care more about that than you do about the rights of other people or the wrongs that we've done to other groups of people. You care more about having a day off than you do about anything else like that. That's what my guess would be. But eventually that will be an argument that the country has via Twitter. There's a new study out that suggests that men are treated differently and or better than women in one specific scenario. Okay. They say women are less likely than a man to get CPR from a bystander they don't know. Okay. They're also more likely to die in this scenario. The researcher, the researcher, sorry, think, Fantone, that it's part of a man's reluctance to touch a woman's chest region might be one of the reasons why. Only 39% of women who were suffering cardiac cardiac arrest in a public place were given CPR versus 45% of the men. Wow. And men were 23% more likely to survive that situation than women were. It involved, this study did, 20,000 cases around the country. And is the first to examine gender differences in receiving heart help from the public versus professional responders. They say it can be kind of daunting thinking about pushing hard and fast on the center of a woman's chest. And some people may fear they are hurting her, said Audrey Bluer. That's a University of Pennsylvania researcher who then led the study. This woman's dying in front of you, right? I mean, like, am I thinking about that? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I was going to say. I don't, I mean, I don't know how to give CPR properly. I don't. If, if, if you've got somebody like dying in front of you, I, I don't think that's what your thoughts would be. But I guess this, this study shows differently than that. They say the study also suggests that men may also worry about moving a woman's clothing to get better access or touching her breast due to CPR. But with a man, like, just lift up his shirt, who cares, I'll, I can touch that, and <sighs> that should be a thing. Uh, Maybe yeah. at a subconscious level. Well, yes, I think primarily before it would have been subconscious, but now, if I was, like, in that moment, I'd be like, oh, my God, am I going to be on YouTube for, like, groping this woman? Like, that, right? I mean, that it may come up to my... I would have never thought about that before reading this. But I guess maybe that could be a thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say on a subconscious level, there might be something there. But at the same time, I mean, if you're in a, an emergency situation, I, I guess I, I, I wouldn't go through these thoughts in my head of like, all right, well, I got to save this right, woman. Right, right, right. right? You, you, you would think Dr. Benjamin Abella said you put your hands on the sternum, which is in the middle of the chest. In theory, you're touching her in between the breasts. Well, well that would be OK. The study was discussed Sunday at an American Heart Association conference in Anaheim. Cardiac arrest uh, occurs when the heart suddenly stops pumping, usually because of a rhythm problem. More than 350,000 Americans each year suffer one in settings other than a hospital. Of those, 90% of them die. So if you suffer cardiac arrest outside of a hospital, guess what? Chances are not good. 90% of the time you're going to die. They say CPR can double or triple their survival odds, which is amazing when you think about that. Because like I said, I just admitted publicly that I don't know. I wouldn't know. Have I taken CPR classes in my life? Yes. It's been so long that I don't remember the knowledge perfectly. I would be hesitant to perform CPR on somebody today. Um, I, I, I think I can remember at least the gist of it. And really all you're doing is like the chest compressions. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if, if that's, if that's all that's asked for me, I think I could step I up could do that. that. Right? I could probably do that. And I would at least attempt it versus, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I would think I would attempt it. I don't know though. Um, they say this is not a time to be squeamish because it's life and death situation. 
I guess part of the problem is to me is that like when you see a situation, an emergency situation like that, it would take me a second to realize that, hey, you need to start doing CPR because I wouldn't know why that person was passed out. I wouldn't know why that person fell. I wouldn't know why that person was laying there on the ground. And it's like, well, should I just somebody's laying on the ground? Should I just go up and start thumping on their chest? You know what I mean? Like that's I think that's at least for me what will cause me to pause as opposed to like, is that a man or a woman and where am I touching them? So then they wanted to examine how this happened. And I think this is where the study went too far. They claim now that it's due to CPR training needs to be improved, and I would probably agree uh, we can always evolve and make for improvement. But they think CPR is biased towards males because they're called mannequins. They're not called womankins. Guys, it's, they're called this over mankind. Who, who? Like... Who's saying that? Like who the, the, pe- the people that produced Jeez. the study. Jeez, These are doctors. These are doctors. Guys, I don't believe that to be true. I think you're the kind of person who looks at a human being in physical trouble and cares enough to try to help or not. I don't think you look and go, it's just a broad. I don't care if she dies. I don't think that happens. I don't. I think you're either the kind of person who can step up in a moment like that and try to help another human being you don't know, or you're not. I don't know if it's because I heard the word mannequin a thousand times that I'm like, well, I must save that man. At the end of the day, this is how men's brains really work. If you want to know the God's honest truth, here's how a man's brain really works is, well, dude, if I bring her to life, maybe she goes out to dinner with me. Like That's how a man thinks right there. So that would lead me to believe that men were probably more likely to try to help women. They're not letting women die on the street because it's called a mannequin. You guys have got to stop with this stuff. you got to fight the honest-to-God battles and stop worrying about these cosmetic ones. Otherwise, we're all screwed. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. 810s when you get your next keyword that will score you a thousand dollars. Help you with some of your holiday shopping there. Holiday right around the corner. I believe yeah, that, I mean Thanksgiving's a week from Thursday. And then you know Christmas will be right around the corner from that. Don't spend your money on the holidays, dude. Spend it somewhere else. Be, be greedy with it, dude. I'm gonna do one hundred percent. With that thing you've wanted that you've never been able to afford, buy that, dude. Turkey? What are we buying turkey with this money for? Fair point. Fair point. I'll tell you what, if I had a thousand dollars right now, and it wouldn't even cover it, but I would I would go get fitted for new clubs and buy new clubs. Which I, I uh, the fitting and the clubs would be over a thousand dollars, but it would be a nice it would be a nice chunk of it. Start along the way right there. So apparently I didn't know about this. There's a new Arby's opening up okay. on, on Portage. Shocked you didn't know about that. I, I am too. Right. Um, but it's uh, I, I guess it's like right next to that Taco Bell, right past the strip, across from Sam's Club and all that. Okay. Well, well right. Because honestly, if, if there's anything that that area needs, it's another restaurant. I'm glad we're getting another one in there. That's yeah. good. And uh, apparently, they're offering free meals to the first 50 people. And I'm being told from a listener of ours who uh, texted me, he said, Dan, people are camped out in front of there. Like there's a line that goes all the way to the street. She said, for Arby's, don't get me wrong, it's good. She's like, but it's raining, and they're sitting on blankets outside of an Arby's waiting for it to open in the first 50 people. Now, here's what I want to know. is, If you know about the promotion, right. you've heard the number. Right. How are you not standing in line going, well, I'm 54? 
<laughs> right, 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 right. Time for me to get back right. in the car and leave here, right? And I mean, what are, are we're talking about a free meal? It's not like a free year's worth of Arby's, right? It's a free meal. I don't know the promotion, so I don't okay. know. She says it's free food. I don't know what that means. Maybe it is a year's long supply or a lifetime supply. I, I doubt it. I was going to say, if you gave me... Now, I, I know there was a place up in Belden that did that where they did um, free subs for a year. I think it was the Bellas. And one of my buddies oh. was like, my buddies was like, dude, I'm going up there right now. I'll go up there at 6 a.m. and I'll stay till 10 and it's a free year's worth of subs. And Debellas it's like, can be pricey. Right. And if for a year's worth of food... I think it was. I think it was like a, a certificate for like I don't know. Maybe it was like two hundred sandwiches or something like that. And he Good. was like, "Dude, that's worth it to me." Where it's like, yeah. But if you're getting, if all you're getting is like, and dude, I love Arby's. Honestly, it's towards the top of my fast food options. I yeah, love, you do like that place. I love Arby's, but like, what on earth? I mean, dude, be you know, like a beef and cheddar is good, but I'm not sitting in the rain for it. She says it. She's. She says she clarified it. It's one free meal. One free meal. One. I, I even in now listen, I will say Arby's is probably one of the uh, pricier fast food options, and I think rightfully so because it's a higher quality product. I don't expect you know all that deliciousness on this on the cheap, but dude, we're talking about what ten dollars at the most. I mean, there's onions in the bun. At the most, we're talking about ten bucks right there. That boggles my mind, dude. Your time is worth something to you, like it is, and I, I think maybe every different person puts a different dollar amount on it. Yeah, it's about it. twelve dollars an hour. But worth. like, but it's worth something to you, so you're gonna sit for four hours so 48 hours worth of your time and you're going to and you're going to get four dollars worth of arby's out of that the same thing with black friday dude we're like you'll see people posted up there for like a week two weeks you know this guy just just sitting there in a tent at best buy and it's like bro like if you went to work you could make all the money you're going to save and then some like well are you saving money i mean i i read a lot of these and I mean, I, I want to be careful because Black Friday advertising is huge on the radio. But like, you know that some of this stuff is smoke and mirrors. Well, like, you know that. And like, when you get there, what's because TVs is the big one, right? And so I read this article over the weekend that talked about how they advertise Black Friday televisions. And big brands that you know lend their name to smaller electronics companies. And so then they can sell their TV under the brand name. And I'll just pull a name out of the sky that you know. I don't know that Samsung does this. But they'll sell their name, stamp their name on something that's not theirs, and that's what you're buying. They say you really got to read the fine print or you show up thinking it's a Samsung TV and really know it's like Octovision and Octovision. Samsung gave them the right to use their name in the ad. Like that's a lot of times what you're getting. It's like anything else that you buy where like, yes, of course, there's going to be smoke and mirrors and there's also going to be deals to be had. You just have to not be an idiot about it. Like we were looking at me and my girlfriend were looking at. Um, I think it was the Walmart or the Target ad of of like, hey, it's the Black Friday preview. You can check it out. And we're like, oh, that seems like a pretty good deal. And then it's like, all right, well, how much could we get that for on Amazon? And it's like, well, it's seven dollars more expensive. But it's like, well, we don't have to like, we don't have to like go to Target on Thanksgiving night and go fight somebody in the parking lot for this. It's worth the seven dollars to me just to buy it right now and have it shipped to my house, as opposed to as opposed to you know the the Thunderdome that's going to happen on Black Friday. I- I'm now being told that it's one free meal a week for a year at Arby's. Okay, that's a little... I mean, did you feed me once a week for a year? I mean, okay, so it wasn't Arby's, all right? But I went to like a sub shop yesterday. I'll tell you, it's Jersey Mike's is where I went yesterday. I love Jersey Mike's, right? And so I went over there, and I used to live right around the corner from one, and now we just got one here. And I was like, all right, well, let me go. 
Now, I bought more than one thing because I was like, all right, well, this will be lunch, and I'll buy another one, put it in the fridge, and I'll eat that for dinner later. That way, I don't have to leave the house twice. Okay. That's I'm really lazy. <laughs> I am. Like, I'll do that. I'll go out Sunday afternoon. I'll buy food. I'll buy like $40 worth of food, keep it there, and then I'll eat it all night. And so... It, that but there it was. It, I, I think it was twenty three dollars by the time I got out of out of Jersey Mike's okay. yesterday, right? So let's now that was more than one sandwich. So let's make it one. It was probably going to be thirteen bucks for a sandwich and like a, you know a cookie and like you know a pop. You saved me fifteen bucks a week though. Like I'm pro- I don't know if I'm sitting outside in the rain for it. Uh, I mean that's five hundred. But I got two good jobs. Most people don't. If we've got if you've got if you've got well maybe if you were if you'd stop trying to like you know sit out there in the rain and 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 go apply yourself maybe you'd have a better job. But like we're talking five hundred dollar gift certificate essentially. If it's ten bucks a week over fifty two weeks, we're talking about five hundred to five hundred and fifty dollars worth. Is that worth four hours of my time? Five hundred dollars worth of art. I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen, and Fantone, this comes from the same moment I told you about her tweet earlier this morning. Sometimes the people who don't have any other commitments and can sit there all morning for a free meal are probably the same people who actually do need a free meal. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen, is that if we mock people for trying to get over on the system, it's going to be, you don't care about the less privileged. Yes, I absolutely do. Yes, I do. But I guarantee you that if you go through that line and you start asking those people, it's not going to be 90% of those people. It's not. It's going to be people who called off work or work probably second shift or it's going to be, it's not going to be people who can't. Aff- I don't, I don't buy that. I don't believe that. You, I'll tell you what, Megan, you go down there and you pull those people for me and find out. I guarantee, this is what I'll bet. The line's what, 50 people deep? I'm guessing 39 people have a full-time job in that line. That's what I'll guess. And I bet I'm right about it. It's just like, this is what I'm always talking about, man. You cannot mock or have a little fun or poke at anything these days because everybody is out to find the awful thing that somebody just said. Not everybody's out to get you. Least of all me. This is probably the best time to tell you about long haul against hunger. Since we do care about people that don't have enough to eat and the, you know, the people that are a little less fortunate, you can join us December the 1st as we'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip from 6 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night, taking cash and food donations all to benefit the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank. So there you go. We do care. We'll see you guys December 1st. Giant Eagle. We'll talk to Scott from Winning for Next Year next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win yourself $1,000. And all you have to do is wait through Scott from winningfornextyear.com, and you'll have $1,000. Buddy, how are you? Doing well. Looking forward to uh, making somebody put up with me so they can get $1,000. Damn right. <laughs> so... I believe now it's officially our 17th straight losing season coming out of the Cleveland Browns. And um, I'm hearing reports that what this Peyton Manning rumors got more life in it now. Peyton Manning may be coming here. Uh, do you know anything about this? I don't, but I've, I've, I've seen some mysterious. So there, I'm trying to figure out a nice way to put this. Okay. There are a lot of, there are a lot of individuals in the local markets who are forced to not say things. Um, you know, and not be critical and stick, stick to just reporting facts and not give up too much in the way of criticism or, you know, the, 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 the opinions and, you know, all the stuff about just kind of permeating how big of an S show this, this organization is. Translation? And, you, and, but, you air our games, of, be nice. Go ahead. The, yeah, well, right. translation is you air our games, be nice to us. That, that, that's right. what you're saying. Okay. Right. Um, and there are a lot of those same people who have kind of hinted that uh, 
changes of some sort are coming. I don't know what those are. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of smoke to this Jimmy Haslam, Peyton Manning thing for quite a while. Long time. Given the, given the Tennessee connections. And, you know, if I'm Peyton Manning, you know, I, I, I relocate and change my phone number and, and, you know, try and steer as clear from this thing as possible. But there are a lot of rumors that, you know, something could be changing. And I, I don't know what it is, but it, it does sound like there's some, uh, some, some smoke there. So whether there's fire or not, I'm not sure. I also heard Mike Singletary was spotted in Hopkins Airport last week. Um, do, have you heard anything about this? I have not, um, but I mean, he was he was horrible in, in San Francisco, so I, I don't know if what the, what the logic would be to would be to that. But you know, I mean, if again, if they feel like they need some some attitude or or you know some some help on the defensive side, which I'm not quite sure they do, um, you know, then then I guess Brigman. But I, I I have not heard that. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not as worried about Greg Williams' defense as I am about the offensive woes of the Cleveland Browns. Now, I didn't watch the game yesterday, but of course they were up ten nothing early in the first quarter, and so then people were like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And I kept saying, "Guys, it's the first quarter." And you got Matt Stafford on the other side of the ball, and if you look at his numbers, he's fantastic at like come from behind victories against teams that are sub five hundred. Rob Parker's always calling him, you know, Pat Stafford because of it. And so I was like, you know, I have a feeling Matt Stafford's going to come back in this game. Sure enough, they score fourteen in the second, fourteen in the fourth, both unanswered. Uh, welcome to Cleveland Browns football. And so they they lose there. And um, are you as concerned about the running of the ball towards the end of the game with no timeouts as everybody else is? You mean the first half, the first or, half. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. or the game? Well, both. <laughs> I mean. It, no, not really. Um, I, you know, I think, I think you've got to keep them honest. The, the first half was, was horrible mismanagement. Um, and, and neither you know, credit or – or, or damn them for it. Neither Hugh nor Deshaun Kaiser would, would throw the under, under, other under the bus for that, that horrible play calling in the first half. I'm not sure how much you saw of it, Dan, but essentially they had no timeouts and they, uh, they ran a quarterback sneak from the three yard line and wow. it worked horribly. Yeah, um, I imagine. You know, so, but, but there was a lot of speculation that if you, if you rewatch the play, like guys are running pass routes. You know, like Seth DeValve's coming off the line and he's running a drag route across the back of the end zone. Now, you're not, you're not doing that if you're an inline tight end blocking for a quarterback sneak. Do you know what I mean? So wow. there, was clear, there was clearly some miscommunication there one way or the other. So, you know, that, but those are the kind of things that, that dumb football teams do, dumb, inexperienced, young football teams do. I mean, I think yesterday was probably, since Pittsburgh, the, the most complete offensive game they've put together. Um, you know, all season long. I mean, they threw the ball well. They they ran the ball well. I, I, Crowell had 90 yards. Duke Johnson did well. You know, if you take away that, it's silly. But if you take away that that first the, the end of the first half where they didn't get any points, and somehow you keep Seth Devell from fumbling the football and having them run it back for a touchdown, I mean, you have a football game. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah, you, you, if you go just right. by by yards per play and all those those analytical metrics, I, the game was much closer than the score the score let on. And I think if you have this Browns football team and you're looking for silver linings, I mean, you, you, you kind of take that all day. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a great silver lining, but I think you are correct there, and I do feel like the Browns at times did look functional yesterday, did look like they had things going on. Not that it ever rocked me into like a I'm sense of security. I'm just sick of that being right, the thing. Right, that can't like, be the line. Oh my God, they almost don't they're, look they're, like they're, awful, they're, they're and I'm just okay. sick of that being the line. Um, Scott, do you, do you feel like there at this point, as we sit with, what, seven games left on the season, is there going to be any major shakeup in the Cleveland Browns organization? I'm talking either from a starting quarterback standpoint, a head coach, Coach standpoint, front office standpoint, is anything really going to change before this season's all said and done? Not unless somebody napalms, you know, one way or the other. Do you know what I mean? If if, if they lose a game next week and, and Hugh starts throwing everybody in the organization under the bus in the press conference, you know, I don't see how he makes the next week. But, I mean, if everybody keeps status quo and Deshaun Kaiser plays like he played yesterday and Hugh Jackson you know, outside of whatever the hell happened in the first half, you know, coaches like they did yesterday. I mean, he ran the ball in the second half. That's something they haven't done in a very long time. They ran a bunch of screens. They ran toss plays. They they did they they did things yesterday that we've all been screaming for, for for the for the throughout the course of the season. You're you are you know I don't want to blame Greg Williams, but I mean to your point, Matt Stafford has a lot of weapons on that offense. They're going to score points too. So you know you need to just kind of bend but don't break. If they can do what they did yesterday throughout the rest of the season, not only do I think they win a game or two, but I think everybody, you know, keeps their job at least through the winter, and we'll see what happens from there. So to answer your question, no, I don't think anybody loses their gig between now and the end of the season, but losing football games has a way of making people kind of go crazy. And if, if something happens where one of them flies off the handle, then, you know, then I do think you could see either a quarterback swap or, or something in the coaching ranks. Um. The San Francisco 49ers won a game yesterday, so we're the only winless team in the league. And so now you're going to hear Browns fans talk about, well, I don't want to win a game now. I want the first, you know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's what you're going to hear. So let me ask you this question, Scott. Because there, a, a guy on Detroit's defense, and you'll have to excuse me, I forget his name right now, but he's accredited to saying that the Browns have better athletes than probably 24 out of the 32 NFL teams in the league. And I was like, well, well, that's great. We don't have better football players than all those teams. So the athletics you know, aside, we don't have better football players. But let me ask you this question. Because he's saying that, is this team in more desperate need of A, a real GM, or B, a real offensive coordinator? If, if, if you're basing it on that statement, I would go with the offensive coordinator. I think you could teach athletes to play football. I think it's very hard to teach. I think it's very hard to teach people to be athletic, right? I mean, you you can't. You either have it or you don't. Right. And I think right. once you can you, you can scheme around it. Um, you know, I think I think you need you need the offensive. You know, the the the, the, the know how and the play calling and that, and that if you I'm not sure how much draft stuff you're getting into now, but a lot the, a lot a lot of the speculation around quarterbacks for the draft. I mean, if you look at guys like Baker Mayfield. You know, the kid is, is lighting it up stat-wise, but he's clearly going to need a scheme that fits him, right? Yeah, I'm and, not wild about him. But, but, but I'm just using him as an sure, example. No, of, I know, yeah. The, the, quarter, the quarterbacks, if you, look, if you list the top eight quarterbacks in this draft, seven of them probably need a scheme tailored around their skill set. So if that's, if that's the case, you need an offensive coordinator, someone who is willing to do that, not someone who has a system in place and then wants to plug this specific you know, type of quarterback into it. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where a lot of concern with Hugh is, is he needs that Joe Flacco. He needs that Andy Dalton. He needs that Carson Palmer, you know, kind of 6'4", 250, statuesque, hold the pocket, and, you know, command the, command the offense field. that way. 
And I don't think, I think those guys are getting fewer and further between as this college game changes. And, you know, there's a chance that the game could be blown past you if he's not willing to tailor himself a little bit. So I would have to answer that the offensive coordinator, not so much the, the, uh, the front office. At this point, as much as I've bagged on like Sashi and the crew, like I, at this point, listening to you say that, I agree with you. There's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. He joins us every Monday at 8. We'll do it again next Monday. Scott, thank you uh, very much for uh, joining us this morning, man. We always appreciate it. Yeah. You got it, guys. Take care. Have a great weekend, or a week, sorry. Oh, man, look yeah, at me man. skipping days on the calendar already. We have $1,000. You get your keyword right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200-1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Around 845, we'll get you hooked up with a, not a pair, a four-pack of Canton Charge tickets for their, uh, their game on the 25th of this month. Canton Charge picked up their uh, picked up their first victory of the season nice. yesterday. John Holland, I think, scored like forty eight points or nice. something like that. So, uh, no, front of the program, it was, uh, it was good stuff right there. Wednesday night, I know the Civic Center will be rocking. Tickets still available there, but yeah, we got a four pack of tickets to hook you up with. I'm gonna go to that game on Wednesday. I'm pretty excited about that. So, the entertainment industry is in full form freefall at the moment. Um, turns out, a bunch of people that work in that industry are creeps who can't keep them hands to themselves. There's been allegations of groping and rape, and Louis C.K. was uh, one of the most recent. Richard Dreyfus is now another one now. There's some allegations coming out about him. But I really like the way Louis C.K. handled this. And Louis C.K. didn't do the, you know, well, I, don't, I didn't know, or this and that. He just came out and said, look, what I did was awful, and I can't excuse it. Um, I'll read you a couple of quotes here. He came clean Friday about his filthy behavior. He apologized to his five victims, his family, and colleagues in the midst of a massive career implosion, obviously, is what this was. And he says here that he acknowledges that the detailed New York Times expose was 100% accurate about his creepy sexual come-ons dating back decades. He says here, these stories are true. At the time, I said to myself that what I did was okay because I never showed a woman my penis without asking first. But what I learned later in life and too late is that when you have power over another person, asking them to look at your penis is not a question. It's a predicament. <laughs> Mind boggling that you would think that like that was OK. Like, all right, well, no, I asked her. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's not great. But he I like he says there's nothing about this that I can forgive myself for. And I had to reconcile it with who I am which is nothing compared to the task that I left with them. I like the ownership of this issue by him. It seems like he's taking more ownership than Kevin Spacey is, and he's taking more ownership of this than most celebrities that are busted doing something, and not that I'm okay with what Louis C.K. did. And we've had our personal issues, Louis and I. You can go back and read the Jim Norton book and all that stuff. I mean, I was wrapped up in a huge piece of controversy with both those dudes. And I've had my issue, my issues with Louis, but I still find him to be entertaining. Um, even though we had disagreed on a couple of things, I always felt like his stand-ups were very good. Um, and we're about to get into whether or not you can still enjoy somebody's art after something like this has happened. We'll, we'll discuss that. I, I have a feeling on why I feel like it's going to be ultimately be okay for us to continue to do that down the road. But 
I like the ownership here. He's not looking to blame anybody else. He's not looking to be like, well, I'll just go to sexual rehab for a week, and then that'll be okay, like some of these other creeps. Like, he's just basically saying, yeah, man, this was all me. I, I totally made it about being okay because I asked first, and he admits that, yes, I, I took women who were enthralled by my career that wanted advice on their career as an excuse to get them in situations they shouldn't have been in. And, I mean, he's just... I just, this amount of honesty over somebody that's been busted is rare. Yeah, I mean, and uh, aside from celebrities, I think that goes across like all people. All most people. people sure. yeah. Most people will immediately know I didn't do it knowing full well that they did do it. Um, a couple of things in there that, you know, I mean, ownership is better than not. There's no question about that. Or saying like Kevin Spacey, I think, if I remember correctly, geez. Everything just went black in the studio. Hopefully we still have microphones and we we're got on backup again. power. I know I, we're still on the air, but like everything in the building just went because the, the the studios are run off a completely different power. That was really weird. That was strange. Um, but as far as it goes with is is, is, is Louis C.K. And it's like the one thing that as I read that uh, apology on Friday is at no point was there like an actual apology in the sense of like, I apologize for what I did. I'm sorry for what I did. Like he, he admits to it. I just didn't see the words. I'm sorry. And I felt kind of like. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're okay. There, I, I, I can't knock that. There, there, there was something there where it's like, all right, so you're admitting to it, and you're admitting that's a, that it's an issue. And the whole thing with, with well, his five victims of this, you know there was more than five. You know what I'm saying? You know there was. If, if, if there were five in the report, I can guarantee you there were more than that. I would agree, except for now it's been a few days, so where are they? You know what I mean? Because normally now this is when this happens is, oh, yeah, me too. Or And I'm not knocking the hashtag. I'm just saying once somebody opens the door on this, because I understand the I don't want to be the first person to to expose this. I totally understand how women get put in that predicament. But once it happens, normally then the rest of the accusers all start to like fall in line. And I'm not saying there's not more, but I just would have thought we would have seen them come out. Maybe maybe a little bit of, all right, this, this ship has sailed. There's no reason for me to attach my name to this. Fair. I've moved on with okay. my life. Sure. And I don't necessarily want to have to, um, you know, be a part of this, be a part of media circus, because that's the thing, too, is like, I mean, if you're living a private life at this time and all of a sudden it's like, well, what's what's my victory here? I don't want money. Now entertainment want, tonight's on your front. Right, I don't want an apology. I don't want any of that. Like, so what am I what am I doing? OK, this for? That, that, that could be true. There are definitely going to be women who feel that way. And I would agree. I think it's probably rare that the guy did this five times right, and didn't do it. Two, six. Didn't do it. Six times. Right. right. I would agree with that. Um, yes, absolutely. I, now, I understand there's going to be different things that different guys want to do. I just felt like this whole thing with Louis C.K., like, and I know there's plenty of guys out there sending D-picks thinking that's, that's what's going to make it happen for them, but just like pulling it out and masturbating, not like pulling it out and forcing them into sex. I don't want to say that makes more sense to me, but that does make a little bit more sense to me. Not that I approve of it, but like, I, I see what you get out of that by pulling it out and masturbating, like... Dude, I'm telling you, and it's I said just, it last week, this is all going to go back to traumatic experiences as kids. And we are going to find out that 80% of the people that are in Hollywood or in entertainment have been molested as children. I've said it a million times. If you are a creative person, it's due to something awful that happened to you. It doesn't have to be sexual, but you look at the world a different way because of things that happened to you in your childhood. From your wound drips your gold. It's the way it works. It's just the way it is. That's why art is always about uncomfortable things. That's why artists are always pushing the lines. It's because they view the world differently because their minds have been skewed by a monster. Why haven't we heard that coming out of Kevin Spacey's, coming out of Harvey Weinstein's, coming out of Louis C.K.'s? I think it's easier for a guy like me 
to tell you the truth without it sounding like an excuse for what you did versus I just got busted, so here's why it happens. Excuse me for it. I'm not looking to excuse them for it. I'm telling you that these people have sought the spotlight, and it's partially because look at this so nobody ever looks at this. Do you feel like that applies to predators outside of positions like that? I mean, do you feel like most people that have... I think a lot of predators outside of situations like that could have been phenomenal celebrities and creative people that were never given the opportunity to do it. So, yes, I think that there is probably a likelihood that those people do have a skill or would have had a skill that America would have fell in love with had they had a different path. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Now, can you be an actress or an actor without being molested as a kid? For sure you can. But you go ask musicians. You go ask the artist off the air when their answers aren't going to hit anywhere. Trust me. You're going to start to find this out. And so I started thinking about over the weekend. Because now the big thing is, well, get them off Netflix. Get them off, which, by the way, House of Cards, still on Netflix. You can still watch it. I watched three episodes this weekend because I was like, oh, my God, this is still here. Right? But that's the new thing now where it's like, don't let the art hit the airwaves anymore over these people. And I started thinking about it. And at first, you're like, well, yeah. I mean, the dude, like, groped women. Like, we can't, like, watch that, right? And then I started thinking about it. Well, We're talking about one actor in a production of how many people. So think about that. You're a young and up, young up and coming actor. There you are in this huge project. And now people are saying we shouldn't watch it because of one person's actions. Like, I'm not sure that that's okay, that we take other people's blood, sweat and tears, their life that they put into their performances and we Erase them from public consumption over the actions of one person. I'm not sure that's okay anymore. I, I mean, I, 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 I take what you're saying there is that, you know. That it, would be like if I got arrested for doing something, Fanto, nobody ever put you on the radio ever again. Um, that's well, crazy. At the very least, if this show were to be canceled, I mean, then at that point, it's like, all right, now I have to reinvent myself outside but, of the stands. But the you being hired again would be okay. Right. And that that's what I and so I don't understand. Like, I don't want to penalize other people, directors, producers, actors, actresses who worked hard on projects to not have them be seen over the actions of one person. I mean, does that apply across the board then when it comes to, I mean, like, because it's very easy when it's Louis show and it's, you know, it's, it's Louis and like, all right, well, that's why I can step away from this. Um, but like when it comes to music and we've talked about this before, like, I mean, there's still, you know, a million people that went into the production of pretty young thing. Is it okay? You know, (sighs) you know what that is? I thought about that. It's because ownership of Pretty Young Thing is Michael Jackson's. I'm not sure House of Cards is ownership Kevin Spacey. But, I mean, songwriters, producers, people who worked in, 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 in Empire I get Records that. who were trying to put all that together. I'm saying, and so maybe we should extend it to musicians. I'm not saying we don't. I'm saying that the ownership of that art is perceived to be that person. Where I'm not sure television shows work the same way. I don't really look at House of Cards as Kevin Spacey's show. Is he one of the main you know characters? Yes. I think most people do, though. I think most people associate like the name of it to be like, that's theirs. 
Yeah, I mean, we have done that. What I'm saying is, I think we, the audience, need to stop doing that because so we should not. We should. Yeah, we because should no longer. Because what's going to happen is, is that this is going to be the standard, which is if somebody's been awful, we don't view it. You're not going to be able to watch anything, guys. I'm just telling you. If you don't think your favorite celebrity has done something awful while while the cameras weren't looking, you're wrong. You're I mean, wrong. Also on a morally reprehensible area. There's a difference between like, oh, this person got too drunk. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a difference between that and sexual assault. Now, you know what I mean, but where's the line go the further we do this? And sooner or later, the line's going to be moved back and moved back so, and moved back. So we should not, there shouldn't be no separation between, or there should be, like... I'm worried about the people who are involved in these creative ad- ad- adventures that are not going to be able to be seen and or heard from and won't get another opportunity to be in something good because we are going to shelve entertainment over the actions of one person. I understand why we think that, and I understand why we've done it. I'm just long term. It is not what is best for the entertainment industry. Now, if you're okay with the entertainment industry falling completely apart, then that's fine. That's a separate argument. And I would hear you out. But if the reality is, well, I want to binge watch everything on Netflix, then you can't, this can't be the standard. And I worry about people not getting their opportunity and not being shown and their abilities not being hit the airwaves over the actions of something that they had nothing to do with. Is that fair? I'm not sure. Now, again, I'm the guy who hates that word because my parents raised me in the world where life is not going to be fair. It will never be fair to you, Daniel, is what I was raised but, to but we should. It's not that we should just reject the concept, though, and be like, oh, well, dude, it's never going to happen. Therefore, there's no use of, like, Driving towards a better like balance. No, there. you get better, but life's never going to be fair. I, I mean, you can be better than you were yesterday, but if you're expecting life to be fair before you die, grow up. You're a kid. It's never going to be fair. But I'm not sure it's okay to not let people be seen or heard from because of the actions of somebody else that was on the cast. Are we not better recasting Kevin Spacey's role than we are getting rid of the product? And I, I mean, maybe we're going too far in this conversation as a whole because, well, House of Cards is still on the air. Meanwhile, Danny Masterson raped four chicks. The ranch still set to premiere. It's like where we pick and choose where this goes is also strange. But I just think I, I'm, I'm starting as a creative person. If I would have never been able to be allowed to be on the radio ever again over what Maxwell had done with the heroin issue, that would be unfair to me. And that's not okay. I'm thinking about like the other actors and actresses who were just trying so desperately to get their name known, and they're in this great product now, and we're going to just wipe it off the face of the planet over the actions of one person. I'm not sure that that's okay. I'm not saying, what are you doing? Like we got to stop doing this. I'm saying I'm not sure that's going to be the best system. And I also know a lot about creative people, dude. And if you start making this the line, you're not going to have music. You're not going to have movies. You're not going to have TV shows. You're not going to have comics. You're not going to have any of this stuff. They're all broken. Every last one. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. And also a four-pack of Canton Charge tickets next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We have a four-pack of Canton Charge tickets for their game on the 25th. We'll pass those out here momentarily. Also, another crack at $1,000 heading your way at 910 this morning. That's when you get your next keyword. I have not read the article. Admittingly, I haven't had a chance to grab a copy of GQ magazine, but looking at their Twitter, they're announcing GQ's men and woman of the year for 2017. 
people are going to have an issue because it's supposed to be man of the year and there's they they're doing alternating covers. So, you know, depending on who you're a fan of, you can buy that magazine. Okay. Kevin Durant's one of these guys makes sense in the you know what I mean just won you know the NBA title last year and all that and makes sense. did all that was under fire for you know a whole year of you know fans mad because he you know took the easy way out that makes sense Stephen Colbert is one of these guys makes sense again he's like kind of like the front and center of the anti-Trump movement which is very popular in entertainment is 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 his TV show doing well I don't know doing well like or? I know for a while the ratings were abysmal bad. Like, terrible bad. And that's why they got Jon Stewart to come in and kind of, like, co-host the one night. And then he went full on on the anti-Trump thing. And I think all of those people moved over to Steven. And I think he's doing well now. I think he's riding that wave of, yeah, I hate this guy and I'm not going to, like, hide it at all. But isn't that every sh- You know what I'm saying? It's now. But, I'm, but I think he was, like, again, like Christmas music on a radio station. I believe he was the first to go there. I mean, I'm just looking at this week's ratings. Um, yeah, I don't night, know. Late night ratings. Jimmy Fallon took off this week. Uh, Seth Meyers is another one that did well. Both of them beating Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Wow. So, well, Seth Meyers uh, is another. I mean, he's full on in the I Hate Trump so campaign. So Jimmy Kimmel, so Samantha B. So you know what I'm saying? It's just like at this that point. That marketplace is now yeah, crowded. I mean, at is. this point, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? So the woman now in of the year, and nobody should be shocked about this because you know this was a like a blockbuster hit, is, am I saying her name right? Is it Gal Gadot? She yeah. was the Wonder Woman. Am I saying that right? I believe so. Uh, I believe she's also involved with Vin Diesel. I believe that's who her uh, her yeah. better half is there. I did not know that. It's a good looking couple there. Yeah, I, uh, that's a good looking couple. It's <laughs> a very good looking couple yeah, there. Yeah, she's undeniably attractive. I mean, she's really good looking woman. I mean, and it's uh, dude, we're in the empowerment era right. of other people, and so I understand what GQ's doing here. Now I know there's going to be dudes out there on Twitter that are like, "Oh my God, it's Man of the Year, and now we have to have a woman on it." And it's like, guys, come on. They're just trying to sell magazines. Who was the GQ Man of the Year last year? Exactly. I don't know. I didn't care last year it didn't matter so i haven't given you the big one i gave you kevin durant i gave you gal gadot and i gave you stephen colbert pretty big ones i feel like those are three heavy hitters for man or woman of the year according to gq sure and those are three small photos and to the left of it they have a large photo of who i believe is probably the biggest storyline that they have would you care to take a guess on who it is Who's the bigger story I will uh, Spoiler, it's not the president. Um, yeah, I was going to say possibly President Trump. If not him, I'm going to say Hollywood's leading man, The Rock, maybe? The Rock. Ooh, Rock would have been a great choice. Now, these huh? are just the people they're highlighting. Okay. I'm sure inside the magazine's issue, The Rock probably gets an honorable mention there. Okay. Colin Kaepernick is GQ's man of the year. And if you think about it, it's almost deserving. As a guy... Who, when this whole thing started with Cap, I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. You're not doing anything. The conversation's not moving into police brutality, which, by the way, it's not moving into police brutality at all. And um, and so, like, that's why it kind of annoyed me. But this thing he started last year is still permeating through the NFL this year. They only took a break from kneeling this past weekend over the salute to service issue that the NFL has. You watch next week. I bet more guys kneel next week than kneeled two weeks ago. I'm going to disagree. I feel like this is probably the the natural break point for a lot of these dudes where it's like, hey, we didn't do it this past week. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, this is the easy, like, all right, this was the point. See, I looked at it differently. What I thought Fantone was, well, we didn't do it this week because we're, you know, we're trying not to get in the way of the salute to service thing. And so it's kind of like we had to stand. And so I feel like next week you see, you might see guys double down. 
and go after it after because they felt like they had they had to have their voice shut up again during salute to service. Now we talked about this uh, with Louis C.K. and and sexual predators and how like you as a viewer are essentially taking away from people who decided not to be a sexual predator. Aren't you as a viewer of the NFL by not watching the NFL taking away from, let's say there's two dozen dudes who do it, like 25 guys. That That's what it. it was two weeks 500 ago. 500 plus dudes playing the NFL. Yes, absolutely. So like, That's what you're doing. And I've called the NFL protests ridiculous, and they are ridiculous. You can show me all those photos of empty stadiums all you want, but I'm smart enough to look at the scoreboard in the ring of that stadium and see that you took that photo at halftime when everybody's getting a beer or in the bathroom. You're not fooling anybody. And again, we're the show that told you. Network TV, year-to-year, down 8%. Year-to-year, NFL's down 5%. So it's actually performing better than everything else on network television. Still pulling about 15.8 million viewers a week is what I'm told. The NFL protest is a myth. It's not happening. That's a strong brand that is doing just fine. Show me the list of massive advertisers that have left the NFL. Guys, if it was really working, that would be the big story. Is Tide, Pepsi, I'm just pulling companies out of the air, Walmart is no longer going to butt up next to the NFL. If it was legitimately working, those companies would run as fast as they can away from the NFL. But they're not. And why is that? Because despite what Twitter says, eyeballs are still on the TVs on Sunday. It just is what it is. Corporations understand what I understand, which is you don't have the ability to stand up for what you say your convictions are. You don't. You'll bitch and moan, and then Sunday at 1, there you are. And we're even worse because we're watching a team that hasn't had a winning season in 17 of the last 19 seasons. If horrible play doesn't cause boycotting and doesn't stop people from watching the game, I can't imagine what happens 25 minutes before kickoff is going to do it. If I were an NFL player, I would stand. I prefer NFL players to stand. But I'm not going to pretend to boycott something I enjoy over the difference of, of opinion of somebody else. And Fantone brings up an excellent point. Yes, as I was saying, I don't know if we should cancel TV shows over the actions of one person. I'm not going to I'm not going to hurt 500 some other people trying to make a living cuz most professional athletes despite what we think about their salaries you get them 3 years removed from playing NFL football they're going to be broke just like you and I it's just the reality of it and I'm not going to hurt their careers over being annoyed with Colin Kaepernick and guess what neither are you cuz the ratings of the NFL are just fine Quit buying that. It's all just propaganda. That's what the internet is. It's propaganda. Quit buying all that. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. Let's take all our 17 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And then Fantone will pass out $1,000 also. And then one of the most convenient places on earth getting more convenient. We'll give you all that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. You're about to get hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. I want to address a couple of these issues on the NFL protests again. I had a guy tell me that he only watches the Browns games, nothing else. And so, uh, like, there's there's the NFL protest. And, like, God. dude, my guess would be, and this is purely a guess, is that the average football viewer does exactly that anyway. 
watches right. their local franchise, and then like, ah, maybe if you're awake Sunday night, maybe you'll turn on the game here a little bit. But I think most people are passively fans, and I think it's like if your team's playing and you want to see that, outside of that, you're probably not watching every other game. Now, hardcore fans will. That's why, like, you know, the uh, NFL, all like whatever the package is called for DirecTV and all that, and like the Red Zone Channel's a thing, and it's because there are hardcore people out there. And maybe, honestly, fantasy football probably leads to more people watching more games that they used to not watch, and that's why the NFL kind of likes fantasy football. What a terrible, I mean, terrible decision to make that like, hey, not watching the rest of it. I'm only going to watch the Browns. Oh, so God. he says here, I used to watch all three Sunday games and the Thursday games. So it's about three games a week that lost my eyeballs. OK, no. OK, now that's a fair argument. But I think there are less of you than you realize, obviously, because the ratings are showing us they're fine. Now, ratings are, again, without getting into it, because I can be accused of tampering. They're not an exact science. It doesn't necessarily mean that not people aren't watching it, but for, as far as advertisers go, they're getting more than enough eyeballs to continue to sell Walmart on the NFL. It's like polls. I mean, like it's not an exact science. No, no look. I think you can make the argument of like, well, it's just made up numbers, but it is the numbers that they live by. So like, they live and die by those know. numbers, and so far those numbers are just fine. And, uh, I, I took this question too. I don't know. He's like, what about sports bars? He's like. They count those as 25 TVs. Count that as one bar versus 25 TVs, and the ratings are different. Well, the ratings are done by Nielsen. And if I have my information correct, and again, I'll say if, they don't... Dude, Nielsen's not going to give boxes to a business. They're, they care about households. If, 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 if there's 25 bars in the TV... They would have to give them 25 boxes. And, but there's 50 people in the bar. And the bar would uh, never... Oh, they're never going to give that's... the bar that because guess what? You're not watching everything else Nielsen wants you to be if, watching in the sports bar. If anything, that leads to more people watching, watching it. That right. means that I, and not only that, if you're really boycotting the NFL, then why are you going and having lunch someplace you know is going to show it to you? Is it because you want to say you're boycotting the NFL and then eat good food and secretly watch it over somebody else's shoulder? My guess is yes. Yeah, it's like people who are like, oh, I'm not watching the games anymore, but you still read about them. It's like, well, if, if, if you're reading about them on ESPN.com, I don't know if that's you're consuming a, a real boycott there. You're, if you're consuming any part of it, you're not boycotting it. That's what, and that's why, by the way, I always say when people tell me they're going to boycott this or boycott that, I always <laughs> just go, yeah, okay. Because at the end of the day, none of us have it in us to be able to do it fully. If you weren't going to watch this stuff, you wouldn't have been watching it to begin with, is what I feel. But maybe I'm wrong on that. I just, I don't buy the, the NFL's in trouble narrative. I don't buy it. I think the NFL's in a bad place, but it's not like the end of the NFL. There's a difference between saying like, you know, hey, ratings are down this year because that's true, and nobody wants to be in that situation. But like again, TV's down, right? To act like to act like that's the signaling of like, well, it's all over now. The NFL's not in trouble. You now, here's what I'll say. This is when I'll start to believe the NFL ratings in trouble problem NFL thing. This is when I'll buy that story. When we can come in here the day after the Super Bowl and report a massive drop off of viewers for the Super Bowl sorry, the big game, then maybe I'll have it. But I guarantee you, what is it, February, late January, February, I guarantee you when that happens, that is one of the highest rated things watched all year. The NFL is not in trouble. You can put the NFL logo with an X through it as your profile picture. You can do all this stuff. You can tell everybody how you don't watch games. The NFL is not in any ratings trouble. None. It's still the routinely one of the highest rated things on TV every week.
If anything, it speaks to the rest of TV being awful and the NFL being interesting. That's what it tells you. That's what the numbers tell you. Phantom, one of your favorite wrestlers ever yeah. is coming back to the ring. Nice. And we'll give you that story after giving you $1,000 right now. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. 069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Online, WRQK.com. I can tell you what the concert is now. Okay. Because it's after 9 o'clock. All right. We have tickets to see Candlebox. Nice. Yeah. We have tickets to see Candlebox January 27th. I believe that's the Hard Rock. Rock I'm doing that. I'm a big fan. That, that first Candlebox album was really good. Cover Me and Change are both songs I absolutely love. So I would want to go see that. I saw them a few years ago, actually, and the guy can still totally belt it out. I forget what his name is, but he can still totally belt it out. Candlebox singer, whatever that yeah. dude is. Yeah. It's not, that's not one of those. For all I know, they have a different singer now. You know what I mean? For all I know, I, I don't. I don't know. But they were always a band that I felt was a. I don't want to go so far as to call them underrated, but they were a little underappreciated. And we'll pass out those tickets here momentarily. One 7625 The number you'll need. So I saw this Fantone, and <clears throat> it's coming from the Wrestling Observer's monthly newsletter. Well, if there's one reputable site on the entire internet, it's, it's not CNN. Wrestling it's Observer newsletter, something, whatever the hell that thing is. Dave Meltzer, do you like? Do you follow? That Dave? is that is a reputable name in the wrestling in the industry. wrestling world. So yeah, he kind of yeah, knows yeah. his Dave stuff. Mel- Dave Meltzer is worth something. There. Okay. Well, he com- he contends here that Hulk Hogan's return is being revisited. Okay. They report that Hogan has considered returning to wrestling in other organizations as recently as 2016, but even if he doesn't step back in the ring, the WWE may hire him to be an ambassador to their events. Okay. I mean, I, I guess as, as as you sit here at the WWE, you probably don't want him in the ring anymore. It's probably one of those situations where it's like, brother, you got uh, to hang it up sometime. So I guess I can understand why you'd want him as an ambassador. They say if this is the case, an appearance on Monday Night Raw's 25th anniversary, which would be January 22nd. That's yeah, coming up soon, I know. New York City, they say that would be the perfect opportunity to roll the, the Hulkster out. And it kind of would be in the sense of, I know that's going to be a nostalgia night it's going to be like hey here's the biggest and breath or the biggest and best it's going to be stone cold it's going to be the undertaker i wouldn't be surprised if the rock comes out there um i'm i i'm i'm assuming if the nature boy is able to make an appearance he will so like yeah hogan during that would kind of make sense now of course this would require you wwe'ers to forgive hulk hogan for his past transgressions for those of you that may not remember, he had been caught on audio tapes pretty much using, well, the N-word. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and pretty frequently. What like, was I going to say? Kind of in a um, in a very blase way, too. Just kind of like, eh, well, like it doesn't matter. Know, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm going to be the one who says it. And this is the way America works. We love the re- we love the redemption story. Oh yeah, build them up, tear them down, let them build back up. Right. We absolutely love that right. in today's society. And, and and that's been the, really true in America forever. So as much as I want to sit here and be like, there's no way this happens, this obviously happens here. But if before I go too much further, Fantone, I think it may be a mistake on WWE's part. Why do you say this? Normally when you do something like this, it's a desperate grab at viewers. Yeah. And 
from what I'm told, the WWE not really suffering viewership problems. Um, but you know, th- at that point, it's like, well, you know, hey, we're doing okay. McDonald's is doing all right. Let's cancel advertising. We can no, save a little bit of money. No, but that's different. There. That's different because advertising is smart. Butting up next to a guy who used racial slurs may not be smart. So oh. if your brand is already has the eyeballs it needs, taking the risk of the backlash over this seems to me like it's probably not the best idea. It's not going to be, the backlash from this isn't going to come from the people that they care about you know what I mean like when it comes down to it they care about wrestling fans and if there's some backlash on this in in the sense of like well there's people who never watch wrestling are pissed off about this WWE is going to be okay with that they know that they have to make their audience happy well you're forgetting though this stuff doesn't happen nowhere. It happens in it happens in venues that are corporate sponsored. It happens in the Pepsi Arena. It happens at United Airlines Arena, and they're going to have an issue. And the WWE will care about that. I I I one hundred percent. I I think that WWE comes out smelling fine off of this. Not they they're not impacted in a negative way in any significant fashion. That may happen just because I think most of the adults in the world view this to be a child's thing. And view and not necessarily well, for five year olds. Not like because I know what you're thinking in your car right now is he just say it's okay to say the n word in front of five year olds? No. What I mean is is like everybody kind of views it as like a trash program. Like that's the way adults kind of look at it is like this is just garbage trash. And so I think that you may not get the like the, the backlash that you would get if this was like a Netflix thing. But it is for thirteen year olds. So I think if people who were going to get upset about it, are oh, I think there's like, a reason to be upset here. And if, I got to tell you, if I owned the United Airlines Arena, I'm telling you, I don't want Hulk Hogan in it because I know what's going to happen. There's going to be people out front of it going, uh, I'm not flying on United Airlines anymore because you're letting this happen. And that's what will happen. I mean, dude, this was tawdry stuff. He was also involved in a sex tape, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but I mean, that was a consensual sex tape. There was nothing like outside of him being filmed. I mean, there wasn't anything You're like... applying logic to the average American. And that normally is where we get ourselves in trouble because they don't logically think about it. They just tweet, I got 280 characters to fill, man. I got to take down Hulk Hogan. But I'm telling you, I think this may be Vince jumping the shark just a little bit, man. We're in a racial inequality section in America right now. We have players kneeling over the national anthem over police brutality and racial inequality in this country. And here comes Vince, always what he always does, which is, dude, if you look at the WWE's history, it's misogyny, it's racism, it's all that stuff, dude. And you're right. Normally, they come out smelling like a rose on all of it, which... Sooner or later, you will be the target. You just haven't been the target yet. And wrapping your arms around the Hulkster, buddy, I'm telling you, like I said, this stuff takes place in the Pepsi arena. They're going to have an issue sooner or later. We'll pass out those candle box tickets to end the program next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. When you get in a car accident, the first thing you think is, I can't believe this idiot just hit me. The second thing you think is, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Nice. Some big timers. I like it. I like it. Looking ahead at tomorrow, New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. It's new Eminem featuring Beyonce, new Keith Urban, and new Five Finger Death Punch. No new big timers, a little disappointing. No, but that is a star-studded lineup, dude. Little Manny Fresher. That's all good stuff, right there. Yeah, that is. Keith Urban, Eminem, and Beyonce, and then bigger death punch. I haven't heard this Keith Urban song. It's called Female. Okay, but I I, it was starting to make waves already late last week, and I haven't heard it yet. But I'll uh, 
We'll play it for you tomorrow for New Tour Tuesday. Pretty excited about that. Also, tomorrow you'll have uh, another opportunity at Candlebox tickets. And, of course, $1,000 up for grabs every hour. Teresa actually has your next chance at 1010. She'll get you hooked up with some money. Nice. Nice of her. I'll also uh, give you a little sneak peek at tomorrow at 730 right now. You've heard of transsexual. Get ready for transracial. That's tomorrow, 7.30. I can't believe the program's over already, dude. It's done, dude. Like, I blinked I and today yeah, just yeah. flew by. That's like the best ever. When Monday just flies by, that's awesome. Ooh, a little case of the Mondays here today. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It's the same as every other day of your life. Shut up. But no, it is nice, dude. I won't lie. Nah, that's pretty good there. Candlebox tickets up for grabs right now. We'll take caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. That show, January 27th, Hard Rock Roxino there. You're into that. Teresa, get you hooked up with another $1,000 at 1010 this morning. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.